there, and welcome to the Trending Now podcast for a Friday, July 21st, 2023. As always, it has been a busy week on Trending Now, which you can catch every Monday to Friday, 7 and 11.30 p.m. on CHCH and CHCH.com. Lots to get into. We'll be joined by Laura Seven, of course, the producer of Trending Now. She's back from a, a quick vacay, uh, so we'll get her thoughts on how that was. We'll talk to Kelly Patello as we normally do. She's been hosting Trending Now. And there was a a new face on the Trending Now reporter uh, desk this week. That was Emily Taylor. And she will be making her Trending Now podcast debut on today's show. So looking forward to catching up with Emily and everything she's been doing this week and how different it is than what she has been doing uh, here at CHCH. And of course, uh, you, you've seen her face. If you've if you tuned in to Morning Live, if you tuned into Trending Now, which of course we know you do, uh, but uh, excited to have her on the podcast coming up on today's show. But let's get right into it and recap the week that was. And we will start in Winnipeg, Manitoba, where after 12 days, protesters remained peaceful as city workers took barricades apart at a blockade of a landfill after a judge's orders to shut it down. Now, a group began protesting outside the Brady Road landfill after the province of Manitoba said it would not support a search of another landfill in the area, which is suspected to contain the bodies of two Indigenous women believed to be murdered by the same man. Now, the families of the women and the Assembly of Manitoba chiefs renewed their calls for the Premier to fund the search. After that didn't happen, a group of Indigenous protesters set up camp along Brady Road over 10 days ago and called the blockade Camp Morgan. Now, in addition to the blockade, they also had a Manitoba's flag spray-painted with the words Heartless Heather blowing in the wind on a makeshift flagpole. Now, the protesters are referring to Manitoba Premier Heather Stephenson, whose recent decision to not support the search of a nearby landfill prompted the blockade in the first place. Now, community members believe that the remains of two Indigenous women are buried at Prairie Green Landfill, Morgan Harris and Mercedes Myron. And what Premier Stephenson said made me very hurt and angry. How can she say no? Because I know if it was her daughter or granddaughter, she would be out there looking, no questions asked. They've done acts of genocide against us since the beginning of time. And we are still here. We're not going anywhere. All we need to do is go find our women out in that landfill. Quit throwing trash on them. Now, Jeremy Skibicki has been charged with four counts of first-degree murder in addition to charges in the deaths of Harris and Myron. He's also accused of killing Rebecca Contois, whose partial remains were found last year in the Brady Road landfill in Winnipeg. He's also charged in the death of a fourth unidentified woman that community members call Buffalo Woman. Now, the Assembly of Manitoba Chiefs, as mentioned, they renewed their calls this week for the province to support and fund the search. Premier had initially said no, citing safety concerns for searchers outlined in a feasibility report and saying she doesn't want the findings to interfere with the judicial process when it comes to Skibiki's court case. Meanwhile, Crown Indigenous Minister Mark Miller said the federal government was in full support of the search, but it couldn't do it alone. 
and the indigenous community says they need healing. Now, as mentioned, on Tuesday, the blockade had been removed and protesters remained peaceful as these city workers took the barricades apart and police praised the group for their cooperativeness. Elsewhere this week, it took five thrilling sets and more than five hours to crown a champion in the men's final at Wimbledon on Sunday. But 20-year-old Carlos Alcaraz had those few hours cemented his legacy for a lifetime as he stopped seven-time Wimbledon champ Novak Djokovic as he claimed the title at the All England Club. Now, world number one ranked Alcaraz took down Djokovic. And for Djokovic, it was an emotional loss, but he was all class after the match. I did not win today, but uh, I lost to a better player and I have to congratulate him and move on stronger, hopefully. Amazing, what a quality in the end of the match to when you had to serve it out, you, you came up with some big serves and big plays, so you deserve it. Absolutely. Congratulations. Amazing. Amazing. Now, to recap the match for you, Alcaraz was playing in his first Wimbledon final. He had lost the first set 6-1, but in the second set showed why he's the world number one as he went on to win the second break in a second set, excuse me, in a tie break. Now, that 85-minute set evened things out and prevented Djokovic from taking a two-set lead. So Alcaraz would go on to win set three, 6-1, which included him winning the longest game of the tournament, 26 minutes. 26 minutes to get one point. Now, the Joker would win the fourth set, but in number five, Alcaraz turned on the juice as the Spaniard had precision taking it to Djokovic, completing the comeback after that first set loss and going on to stop Djokovic from winning his fifth straight Wimbledon. It was the first time Djokovic had been defeated at center court at Wimbledon since 2013, a span of a decade. Now, Alcaraz won the second major of his very young career. And how about this? Since the 20-year-old was born, only four people had won the men's title before Alcaraz won. Also happening this week uh, in Ukraine, where Russian President Vladimir Putin called an attack on the bridge linking Crimea to Russia an act of terrorism. Now, a Ukrainian official said Kiev was responsible for the attack. The Kerch Bridge is nearly 20 kilometers long and is strategically important to Moscow. Now, it's the second time it's been attacked since Russia invaded Ukraine. Last fall, a fuel tanker exploded while crossing it. Now, the attack on the bridge has damaged the road it carries, but the railway line running parallel to it have not been damaged. Now, the bridge is an important resupply route for Russian forces occupying parts of southern Ukraine. Meanwhile, Russia has halted a wartime deal that allowed grain to flow from Ukraine to countries in Africa, the Middle East and Asia, where hunger is a growing threat. Now, a little bit closer to home once more. Inflation in Canada fell in June to 2.8%, putting it within the Bank of Canada's target range for the first time in more than two years. That's good news, of course, but the cost of food is still high. Now, 
What caused the drop? Well, Statistics Canada says lower gasoline prices compared with last year helped lead the slowdown. The annual inflation rate was 3.4% in May, and the last time it fell below 3% was March 2021. So you may be thinking, inflation down, good news. Well, sort of. Canadians continue to pay substantially higher prices for groceries as prices rose 9.1% year over year, which is slightly faster than in May. And core measures of inflation, which strip out volatility, have not eased as much. Now, the Bank of Canada pays close attention to its preferred core measures of inflation to gouge underlying price pressures. And these measures are still hovering around 3.5 and 4%. Now, earlier this month, the Bank of Canada raised interest rates again, in part because it's now projecting inflation to stay high for longer. Looking ahead, we continue to expect economic growth to moderate and inflation to ease. But this will take longer than we forecast in January and April. Now, the central bank said last week it expects inflation to hover around 3% over the next year before steadily declining to 2% by mid-2025. Now, while Tuesday's report shows inflation falling within the central bank's 1% to 3% range, the Bank of Canada has been adamant that it wants to see the rate at 2%. Now, the rate hikes are intended to choke off demand in the economy by making it more expensive for consumers and businesses to borrow. Now, that process is supposed to bring inflation down, though in the meantime, it's driving up the interest Canadians pay on their mortgages. We are also acutely aware that higher interest rates are making life more difficult for many Canadians. And we know many Canadians are asking, is the Bank of Canada done raising interest rates or will rates need to go still higher to relieve inflationary pressures? The short answer is we will be taking each decision based on the available information at the time. Now, mortgage interest costs were up more than 30% from June 2022, when Bank of Canada's key interest rate was 1.5%, compared with 4.75% for most of June of 2023. And with July's quarter percentage point rate hike, the central bank rate is now 5%. To some entertainment news, where country icon Cheryl Crow is joining a chorus of voices calling out singer Jason Aldean for his new music video for the song Try That in a Small Town. We'll try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Now, while Crow says the song promotes gun violence, other critics add it takes aim at the Black Lives Matter movement, but Aldean and some fans are standing by it. Now, Aldean's new video features the singer in front of a courthouse as footage of protests and crime plays in the forefront. Now, much of the footage is from Black Lives Matter protests across the United States, which were in response to the 2020 police killing of George Floyd, an unarmed black man. But not all of it. There's actually a shot of a Toronto police cruiser, which was set on fire during protests against the G20 summit back in 2010. Now, as mentioned, critics say it targets the Black Lives Matter movement as it compares demonstrations against police violence to violent crime. Old 
So it's it's really trying to paint with broad strokes that you know uh, minoritized people, poor people, other folks are just out in the streets uh, burning cars or, or shouting at police, and it's not talking about the the reasons why people are out in the streets, right? That these are uh, back, uh, you know, these are movements uh, against police brutality. Now, as in the video, Aldine stands in front of the Maury Country County courthouse excuse me the maury county courthouse in tennessee which was the site of several incidents of racial violence including the 1927 lynching of a black man and the columbia race riots in 1946 now dean responded to critics online this week saying there is not a single lyric in the song that references or points to it and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage he adds the song for him, quote, refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences in background or belief. And fans are standing by him. So if I can, I'm going to put that song in the background of every single one of my videos. And if you're a real, true American, you will too. I thought the arts were supposed to evoke emotion and spark conversation. And if you turn on the radio, you hear so many graphic, provocative, and just objectionable songs. So people are upset about Jason Aldean over this patriotic song. You got to get a life. Now the song and video hit number one on the iTunes chart this week. Even after country music television pulled the video from its rotation and some more high profile critics weighing in as well as mentioned Cheryl Crow, a country icon and longtime gun control advocate, chimed in online saying there's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. Crow also calls him out for his pro-gun lyrics as Aldine was performing on stage when the 2017 mass shooting at a Las Vegas music festival took place, which ended up killing 60 people. And for more on this topic and much more from the world of entertainment in a busy week, very pleased to be joined by the trending now producer and entertainment expert, Laura Sabin. Laura, how does he how does he say? I mean, the quote here I read earlier was it refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences in background or belief. It's Jason Aldean. Defending but then he's like saying, like, these people's differences in backgrounds and belief will be taken care of in a small town. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. And there's not a lyric in the song that references or points to it, which I'm referring to, I guess, the, the Black Lives Matter mm -hmm. criticism. Cheryl Crow coming out, that's a big deal, isn't it? I think so. Like, she's very much been a voice in the country community for she's a while. still played this song, though, at the country music television awards or something. It was, the, C it was the CMT, the CMT yeah. Fest or CMA Fest or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was like a pre-recorded thing that CMA decided to just air anyways, which mm. was, and I like how he's like, by the way, this song came out in May and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, most people who like care about, you know, black lives matter and like racial protests and police reform for black people aren't listening to your music, Jason Aldean. So they probably didn't go search out the song and be like, well, what do these lyrics sound like? It was the video that triggered all of this because I also think had he not paired the visuals that he put 
in the video yeah. with the song, it probably also would have just been glossed over and nobody really would have cared that much. But it was trying try showing an old lady here or something. Yeah. Like and that. then showing like specifically the state of emergency news broadcasts in Georgia after police were pro- or um, sorry, people were protesting after police beat up and killed a black man named Tyree Nichols like that in of itself. Like you just made it about race by putting that in there. Even if you didn't mean the song was about race, like you made it about that with those visuals. If you're going to shoot somewhere, the Maury County Courthouse, that too. Tennessee, like you would think that there'd be some sort of, hey, like maybe this is sending a wrong No, 100%. Like, like, this is, like it, it seems hard for this not to be intentional mm-hmm. and for him to come out and deny. And like if he just came out and said, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. Not that anyone would respect him. Yeah, it would just be like, be honest. And, you know, you could give him the benefit of the doubt and say maybe he had no say in where the music video was filmed. He just showed up. Maybe he didn't know how it was going to be edited together. But if you see his Instagram posts and his wife's Instagram posts, like they're making America great again, people. So, like, I really do believe he knew what was going on and was like, yeah, this will show them because they have blinders on those kinds of people. I, I like you say, I mean, between the Morgan Wallen stuff, you know, a year ago, I mean, it would be hard to be somebody of, of the of, you know African-American community supporting country when you see things like this. Yeah. And I bet it's really tough for the black people who are already a part of country like um, Darius Rucker yeah. and Nico Moon and uh, what's her name? Mickey Guy. I think her name is and like knowing that the people who you share this community with think these things about you yeah it's 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 scary stuff um it's unfortunate that I mean we're talking about this Mm -hmm. it's 2023 so we're talking about some pretty weird stuff um let's get lighter a little bit by talking Barbie I was at the Barbie the premiere showing I didn't go see the movie my mom asked me after the fact she's like did you see either of them I'm like no mom I did my job and then I went home yeah (laughs) First of all, the, the second Barbie showing started at 6.40. We were live at 7.15 or whatever, yes. so I couldn't have seen it anyway. Um, how Has your anticipation of these movies gone up or down? I know, you know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. We're talking about it today. Uh, Emily Taylor's talking about it. Just the bombardment of Barbie stuff in your face like i was at fortino's there were barbie themed cupcakes ready to go i'm sure it it. wasn't officially licensed stuff yeah if you're having a barbie party barbie party Mm -hmm. um has that turned you off at all or is that just marketing that's what we do in 2023 no i don't think it's like that's what we do in 2023 but when was the last time that you remember a movie being marketed like this Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. I mean, all yeah, these but like, big blockbusters. All these people, like the marketing campaign, yes. Yeah. Like with, you know, you have toys and yada yada. But like, this has gone beyond toys. Like you use suitcases, you have meals. Like what else Barbie have I Dream seen? Ha- Dream House is just showing up. In yeah, California. like Airbnbs and stuff. And I just think, I feel like we've been so lax with like movies lately where we're just like, oh, yeah. whatever. It's going to come out on streaming or, oh, I have no desire to see it. I, as somebody who goes to the movies all the time, because I still love that experience. I'm a movie theater girl. I think it's so awesome that this movie has like made people want to go see something in theaters. Whereas 
I don't think if they marketed it in the way that they did, people would have gone. Like, I think it really would have been one of those movies. Like, yeah, it would have gotten pretty good box office and people would have gone to see it. But a lot more people would have been like, I'm just going to wait until it comes on streaming, especially because it's a Warner Bros movie and they have that partnership with um, Max and like Discovery or whatever to put um, stuff Yep. onto streaming almost immediately that's part of the reason why um oppenheimer is being released with universal because christopher nolan was like f that i don't want to do that movies I want all the imax screens too but yeah sorry, so sorry, i think it's really exciting that people are wanting it's made people want to go to the movies again and i love that well they're saying between mission impossible still in theaters mm-hmm. you know spider-man's still there too I'm, yeah i'm sure it's kind of at indiana jones as well i believe it's indiana still there. jones was still there so uh matt and i our camera guy got there yesterday and like we were kind of sitting outside thinking because we had to go to a different theater mm-hmm. so people started to come out and so we ended up like just running towards them be like did you come out of barbie like did you come out <laughs> Barbie. I was like, there's like these older people, and they're like, no, Indiana Jones. I was like, okay, all right, good. But we end up setting up like right outside the theater. Yeah. Cineplex was great to us. They're like, here, it's going to end at 5.50. They opened the doors, and I just like had to stop everybody and be like, if somebody wants to talk about the Barbie movie on TV, come like, here. Come here. <laughs> um, so we had a couple people. Like, they seem to really enjoy it. The one thing you and I were talking about yesterday, and I mentioned it in my, uh, in my pack on Trending Now, yeah. is the the marginalizing men it's misogynistic to men and it's empowering women first of all that's not how the word misogyny is that's how they defined so it's misogynistic against men (laughs) it's not a thing hyper hyper, it's uh was yeah overly feminist you know what sorry about it like how many (laughs) movies are filmed in the male gaze and like the girl comes in and she's like big breasted and has tight clothes like it's literally every movie even yeah you could argue mission impossible as Uh, well like tom cruise definitely gives his female um co-stars like more of a role than like the traditional yeah um but they're always the old bond girl yeah but they're always you know like traditionally pretty and thin and wear tight clothes and have like you know it's in every movie go to any film class and they will tell you that literally 99 percent of movies are filmed through the male gaze so suck a nut is what (laughs) i have to say (laughs) Uh, we have to bleep that no peanut yeah. Oh, that's what you meant. Oh, okay, that's what I thought you meant. No, but uh, whatever. It's like, gonna be a big box office weekend, though. It is. Oppenheimer. Well, all the boys, I'm sure, will be like, "It was, oh, it I'm was Angie Barbie, so I'm gonna go see." It was very obvious watching because we were just hanging out. By the way, I bought myself some movie theater popcorn. I was gonna get a combo, but I talked myself out of it. I was like, if I nice. can just do popcorn, because a combo with a bag of candy, yeah, a bag of popcorn and a pot was twenty dollars. It has gotten expensive. That's not. And like, it's the bag of candy that you can get like two fifty from Dollarama. Yeah. The popcorn, I will always admit, like popcorn, movie theater popcorn is top tier. Yeah. Is top tier popcorn. You cannot make it yourself. You cannot make it as good. You cannot layer the butter. Nope. Whatever they put on it. A pop, you can go to McDonald's. Do you do the extra? Do, so you I did ask, the layered. I did the layered. You do the layered. Do you ask for the extra butter, but then do you go to, to the, the butter station? The butter I did station. Not no, I did not. <laughs> the fake butter station. That's the um, I here's one thing I told Matt yesterday. I have not seen a movie in theaters since the. Uh, spider-man the last one like the one where 
the worlds collided. The Andrew, and all those yeah, the Andrew, came in. Andrew Holland one, or no? Yeah, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Andrew yeah, Garfield. yeah. Whoa, spoiler! Some people might not have seen oh, it. It's too late for that. Some people not, might not have seen it. Uh, you were away last week. You were in uh, Cranbrook. How yes. was that? It was awesome. BC, out in BC. I, get, I love BC. I get really emotional when I go visit my family because I just, you know, you love your family and yeah. they live far away, so you don't get to see them very often. And my parents like to be like, "You just went there last year." I'm like, "And." Like, I want to go again. I miss yeah. them. Like, and there's a, there's a new baby in the family, so I got to meet her. Oh, and yeah, it was just a really nice, relaxing trip. It wasn't like a trip where, you, you know, you go and you have a million things to visit and yeah. you're on like a schedule and whatever. I just went and I did whatever everybody else was doing. I was like, we could sit around to do nothing or I could tag along if you guys go on a hike. I'm fine either way. Yeah. I just want to hang out. Those are nice vacations. I they like are. Uh, big plans for the weekend. Uh, I mean, you, you're, well, that's pretty nice. Away for a vacation, yeah. back for two days, and then back on the weekend. What do I? I feel like I have something to do on Sunday. Not seeing Barbie not. and Oppenheimer, no, though. You have to wait till we'll next week. Oh, I have a baby shower, my friend's baby shower. And how do you plan on avoiding spoilers? Well, we have a coworker who tweets out literally. She says everything. she's not going to. I, I talked to her. To, I talked to her today. I talked to her. I know you unfollowed her. I threatened her. No, I didn't unfollow, unfollow her. I just muted, muted her. her. Okay. I muted her on Instagram, on Twitter, and on threads. She said she's going to give it a couple of weeks before. She's going to give her an opinion on the movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. Okay. That's okay. But yeah, no, I just, I, I'll do what I did when I didn't get to see Avengers Endgame the first night. I just mute, like you can mute the words. So yeah. I'm just going to mute well, your but job the, is tough to make but that I can, a possibility. I can go on the trending now Twitter to see the information that I need for work. I'll just mute it on my personal Twitter so I don't. Get All right. Well, good luck. I uh, if I do see the movie, I probably won't. But if I do see either of the movie, I'll be sure to try not to spoil it for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. It's only a week, so only it, should be, week. it should be doable. Laurie Seven, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it as always. All right, that's Laurie Seven. Let's get back to some of the news. Uh, yesterday. The Commissioner of Correctional Service Canada says the tr said the transfer of notorious serial killer Paul Bernardo was found to be a sound decision that followed all the proper procedures. In Canada, our correctional system is fundamentally based on the rehabilitation of offenders, even if some remain incarcerated for the rest of their lives. This is our legislated mandate. Now, Commissioner Ann Kelly says Bernardo will remain in the Quebec medium security prison that he was transferred to earlier this year. And an 85-page review released this week shows that Bernardo's security classification was reviewed 14 times before the decision was made. There's no doubt that this inmate committed horrific and unspeakable crimes. Crimes that continue to have an immeasurable impact on the victims and their families. We want justice to be served. And in the case of this inmate, he was given the harshest sentence possible in our Canadian criminal justice system. I can assure you that we are doing our job by keeping him securely behind bars in a federal penitentiary. Now, Kelly says a review committee concluded that the decisions to reclassify and transfer Bernardo to a medium security prison were sound and followed all laws and policies.
Now, Bernardo is serving an indefinite life sentence for the kidnapping, assault, and murders of 15-year-old Kristen French and 14-year-old Leslie Mahaffey in the early 1990s near St. Catharines, Ontario. Now, the 85-page review released shows Bernardo's security classification was reviewed 14 times between 1999 and 2022, and each time he met the criteria to be moved to a medium security institution. The review says he applied to be moved in June of 2022, but was denied after a security review found he failed to integrate with other inmates. Bernardo then worked with senior officials to become fully integrated within Millhaven Institution before his successful application to be moved to the La Macaza Institution in Quebec. Now, that facility offers treatment for sex offenders. Meanwhile, a statement from the French and Mahaffey family's lawyer says, in part, we do not accept that Paul Bernardo should have been transferred to a medium security facility on the basis of the reasons stated in the report and at today's news conference. My thoughts are with the victims and their families. We contacted all of the registered victims prior to this announcement, and I spoke directly to those wishing to discuss the findings of the review. What they have gone through is unimaginable. Public safety and their safety continues to be top of mind for us in any decisions we make. And making her debut on the Trending Now podcast is Emily Taylor. She's been the reporter all week this week. And I put you on the spot as we were walking in. I was like, what were your stories this week? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very honored to be here on the it's... podcast for the first time. But my memory, I can't remember what I did yesterday. You did Women's World Cup. And I know that because yesterday I did Barbie and right. you did Women's World Cup. And today I'm recapping the Canada game and you're doing Barbie. And you got the whole yeah. fit for it. You got the whole fit for it. I know uh, this is podcasting, so it's audio, but you went all out today. I did. This feels much more the natural order where I'm going to talk about Barbie and you're <laughs> yeah. going to talk about soccer. Um, I've been looking forward to the Barbie movie for so long. I have a Barbie t-shirt that I thrifted, my bright pink pants. I have white cowboy boots on. I'm so excited for Barbie. Are you seeing it tonight? Yes, I'm seeing it tonight with the rest of the station, with, actually. There's, there's about a 14 big, of us going there's tonight. There's a big crew going the late show, too. Yes. It's going to be the 7 o'clock, but then they realize you know some people on trending now because yeah, like i was like please i want to go so bad don't make it at 6 p.m i have to be here for trending now i know you don't have you get to be here for trending. i get to be here it's an honor and a pleasure to you, be here for trending now so this is this is a lot different from what you do every day mm -hmm. um you're the morning live producer or sorry morning live reporter most of the time that that's we were talking about this at lunch that's a tough shift it's very early early yeah. hours yeah for sure it's 3 30 in the morning you roll into the station and then you're live from 6 a.m to 9 am and it's very much hyper local breaking news and yeah. this is i come in and they're like can you talk about barbie today and i'm like yes i can talk <laughs> about barbie today what what is what is it like because i do like to check in with the reporters who come in because it is different it is mm -hmm. more sometimes internationally focused stories is this how do you look at your role uh, as a trending now reporter and, and putting together a story that way. Mm -hmm. It's always, it is different. You're right. I very much enjoy national and international news as well. It's something that I follow. So I, I feel like that's always been nice. And it's a bit, it's like a cool break, you know, like I'm so used to doing hyperlocal stories and I talked to a lot of like city councillors or, or local business owners and things like that. And then here you're really you're 
able to talk to almost anyone you want, right? I, I've spoken to people from the UK for this, uh, for not this week, but in previous weeks I've been on trending now. I've spoken to people right across Canada, across the United States, in, in Southern America, like all of these different people who have such interesting perspectives. So I really, I, I like to do it once in a while. You know, I don't get to be here super often, but I enjoy it. Uh, your story today, as you mentioned, you're working the Barbie angle. What, uh, what have you taken away so far today? Barbie, okay, I'm not doing Barbenheimer. Okay, yeah. Many people are, but not as many as I thought were going to do Barbenheimer in a row. They're seeing Barbie one night and then Oppenheimer another night. Um, yeah. It is, to be fair, five hours of film altogether and just a wild ride of emotions. So, so. <laughs> I was telling this to Matt Ferrato yesterday because we were posted up out at the theater. I don't think, like, I struggled to sit through one movie. Like, yes. I, I don't know, like, my attention span, like, it's just <laughs> killed. Like, I could not imagine sitting down for two hours. Yeah. And I also, like, I have my stupid Apple Watch. I like to go for walks, right? I like to get up. I don't like to sit too long. Yep. Like, I five hours in a theater. In a theater, too. You can't even get up and pee. Nothing. Nothing. Without missing anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, in between. But, like, you're going to buy that giant pop. You're going to buy that giant popcorn. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to have to miss some of the movies. Yes. No, 100%. Which is why I like watching movies at home. <laughs> I, like, I haven't been to the theater in maybe a year, maybe two yeah. years, a very, very long time. I'm the same way. I like to watch movies at home and, and be able to pause it when I want to. Or and <laughs> rewind it because I was on my yes. phone. Like, I'm so bad at that if I'm watching a TV show yeah. or a movie. Just like, oh, wait, what was that? Sorry, I missed return, that. Return, yeah. return, yeah. <laughs> no, that and so subtitles weird. even sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I like subtitles. I, I love subtitles. Them. And yeah. I like to be cozy, too. Mm. So I like to have, like, a nice little blanket, nice little yeah. lie down. You can't do that in the theater. Are you going to get popcorn or are you going to sneak in some snacks? I'm going to do both. You're going to do both. I'm going to do both. Yeah. I'm a big movie theater popcorn person we but that, i Laura. won't pay for snacks uh, okay because yeah. i was gonna get a combo uh, matt did not do a good job of talking me out of it i was hoping he would <laughs> mm -hmm. um but i'm like yeah i'm gonna get some popcorn like it's here and we were there yeah. for like two hours right oh, so yeah. we got there at five the last hit for trending now was 7 30 ish mm -hmm. um and so you just smelt popcorn the entire time oh yeah, yeah and then when we went to go shoot our when we went to go do our last little bit for trending now i went to go put my popcorn on a air hockey table and it fell so no. all this popcorn fell over this air hockey table so like in between me coming back i built yeah. my pack in i'm like trying to clean it up and like <laughs> i could see this staff like looking at me and i'm like i'm not gonna leave it like i'm not that person who's but i have to go do a live panel i swear i'm coming back exactly exactly <laughs> so i'm like picking up handfuls at a time and then i got like alex in my ear being like 30 seconds i'm like okay throw, <laughs> throw it the out. popcorn no yeah. I, I cleaned all of it up though i cleaned all of it up very good of you, very good um, of you. what are your plans for the weekend uh, Barbie is the biggest one. Yeah. yeah um, I, and I, like, I'm not doing Barbenheimer. Um, I heard a really interesting stat though. I've learned today that a fifth of tickets sold for either one of the movies was someone who was purchasing tickets for the other movie at the same time too. Yeah. So maybe I'll go see Oppenheimer on the weekend. I don't know. Yeah. Cause, uh, yeah. so Cineplex said 345,000 ahead of time. Mm -hmm. 60,000 were for both. We bought mm -hmm. tickets for both. And then 65% of those are seeing them in the same night. That's craziness. That is nuts. Yeah, so maybe I have to go see Oppenheimer. I don't know. I don't really, I have some like plans with friends to play board games. But yeah. Nothing crazy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. Should be a nice day. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just getting used to having my weekends back. Oh, like, right. Yes. So I'm uh, pretty excited. I've been saying like all the cliches, like Mondays, am I right? <laughs> Hump day, am I right? TGIF. Oh, it's Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm the most like annoying person. Like, even like texting my buddies, I'm like, Wednesdays, right? <laughs> am I right? Yeah, basically. Well, I have to introduce you to the uh, semi-weekly or bi-weekly morning live tradition then, which is 
chip day. Which oh, technically yes. the evening team does benefit from, but it is yes, a morning live tradition. Every two weeks on payday on Thursdays, someone brings in several bags of chips, and then it's chip day. So you get to go from Mondays, am I right? Ah, <laughs> oh, hump day, chip, chip day. day, and then you know. So TJ Jason Guidola got praised for his chip choice, yes. like, I, and then I got there and I was like. They're These fine. Okay. They're fine. Like, I was expecting, like, first of all, some of them were, like, selection brand, which I have no yes. problem with, which I have no problem but with. But for praise? But I don't know. to start the show, Annette and Tim, I think we need to talk to them. I think so. That was, maybe they're just being nice. Maybe. Brought in four bags instead of our usual three Ooh. as well, so maybe that's what got in a little bit And there were point. backup chips, though, too. Oh, the there were backup, backup chips. Mmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I always throw out a little praise whenever it's an interesting flavor of chips. Oh, we okay. like to find the weirdest flavor. Yeah. I brought in a, a KFC uh, oh. chicken a flavored one, and then I got praise for that. Did it taste like KFC chicken? Yeah, it wasn't half bad, actually. Yeah. It kind of just tastes like fried yeah. saltiness. I'm like, I always like, like chips. And then you get a bag and you're like, I don't want to eat chips again for a while. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have no self-control, really, so I really can't have snacks in my house. <laughs> yes. I will eat the entire thing in one go. I'm so bad at portioning <laughs> things out for myself and being like, hmm, I've had a little taste. I'm yeah. full now. I should stop. It's so funny you say because I was at cat sitting slash house sitting for my friend last week. And, like, him and his wife have, like, all the snacks. Oh, no. And I'm just like, what are you doing to me? Like, there's a reason I don't have, like, Dunkaroos or fruit roll-ups or, like, I don't buy that junk. Yeah. Because I'm going to eat it all instantly. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, what did you eat? I'm like, well, you had nothing in the fridge for me, so I had to eat snacks. They're like, okay, so we're not going to pay you. We're just going to give you snacks instead? Basically, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Plus, also, it's in Burlington. I live in Niagara, so it was actually more convenient. It's actually more convenient for me to stay there. Oh, fair enough. And drive to work. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Well, welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you. We'll get you back here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely. Next time I'm back on Trending Now. Awesome. Emily Taylor, everybody. And my thanks to Emily Taylor making her Trending Now podcast debut for joining me now. And uh, somebody who's been on almost every episode of the Trending Now podcast <laughs> is Kelly Patello, who's hosting <laughs> Trending Now. Kelly, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, Barbenheimer, are you on the train? Are you <laughs> Are you over it yet? Like, Because wow. Seven's not. I am. You're like, over I'm it? done. I'm done. Like, I haven't even it seen it. Saw- oh, I don't oh, want to wow. see it now. Okay, so I couldn't say Barbenheimer yesterday on the show, <laughs> and I just, I literally couldn't say it, so I just started laughing. Yes, I heard. Um, but right? I, I will try to say it again today. On the okay. Show, so wish me luck. Yeah. Um, and am I over it? Uh, I want to see Barbie. I don't really care that much to see Oppenheimer, though. It's, I mean, like, Barbie's obviously a very popular toy that's been around since 1959. Yeah. Like, everybody knows Barbie. There's this idea that, you know, this is just capitalism on capitalism on capitalism. Like, people are making money. Yeah. People are spending money just to be Barbie. Like... You're not like all the Barbie, all the pink, all the marketing. Yes. You're, that doesn't turn you off. I've at never all. seen so much promotion for yeah. a movie that I can at least remember sticking out to me. Yeah. So if this movie sucks, it's going to be the biggest flop of the year, which I'm sure it it's doesn't not suck. Going to, yeah. Yeah, but if it's if it doesn't live up to this hype, yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing you and I were talking about, or I was talking about with someone with the the kids. <laughs> 
in these in like in the interviews that I did yesterday. Oh, the yeah. amount of kids that were coming so out. Because it's PG thirteen and you gotta take it with a grain of salt, right? The movie is PG thirteen. Yeah. Parental guidance with anyone under thirteen. Um I think I think there's probably gonna be a lot of jokes that might fly over their heads. Oh, for but sure. But the kids I did talk to, they really enjoyed it. Like, they yeah. thought it was a lot of fun. They, they, you know, again, I think there were probably some jokes, probably some of the messaging, because we've heard some of the messaging about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I saw some complaints. And again, we talked about, I talked about this as part of my pack, was that that right wing, oh, it's it's anti-men. It's it's <laughs> it's guilty of empowering women. Oh. Um, like How just, dare they? they exactly. They <laughs> said, like, I think they, they, like, they said the word patriarchy like 10 times in the movie. Yeah. And it's funny, you're seeing all these right-wing commentators like have their little say, like Matt Gates mm-hmm. and his wife, Ginger, like they walked a pink carpet wearing pink suits, trying to you know, be all about it. And then immediately after, shares pictures of her like his wife, Ginger Gates, shares pictures of her like in the Barbie like display that they have right. there walking and then says, I wouldn't go see this movie. And she called for a boycott because it's there's no faith or family in the movie. It's about a plastic toy. And she called <laughs> Ken. She called Ken, the Ryan Gosling character, Ken, a low T individual. So a low testosterone, sort of a pushover male. Oh, wow. wow, wow. Okay. That, I mean, like. What are you expecting? (laughs) It's a movie about Barbie. Like Ken has always been the sidekick. Like yeah, exactly. The movie is about Barbie, not about Ken. Yeah, and they said like the Mattel, like the way that they they kind of reference the CEO is like Will Ferrell's Will Ferrell's character, CEO of Mattel. Like all the Mattel, like the the you know head office guys are all old white men, and it's like. That's how things are anyway. Yeah. Like, I mean, just they're not take calling and take a look else. at uh, everywhere, anywhere right now. <laughs> anywhere and everywhere. It's it is I, like I, I'll probably see it. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters just because like I'm not a big movie theater guy. I haven't been to the movies yeah. in years, actually, since before the pandemic. I haven't okay. seen a movie. So I, I didn't go during the pandemic except the last weekend or the last week Spider-Man was playing. Okay. And I saw it by myself at 10 a.m., like two days, like two days before the movie theaters were like closing because of COVID again. So this was like that December where everything was shutting down yeah. again. So you I'm like, I have to, to see in. this movie. Like I had have to see, see this it. movie in theaters. So I went to, cause you couldn't buy snacks at the time. So I went to Bogburn uh, and Dollarama, stuffed my nice. pockets, sitting by myself in the movie theater, which I had never done before. Got to a movie yeah. by myself, which is fine by the way. There's some stigma about going to movies. I'm not judging you. You, Someone (laughs) out there, some people are listening to this out in the uh, newsroom and thinking like, what a loser. (laughs) Um, I just sat by myself, watched my movie, and it was a matinee, like it was an early day matinee. So it was like five bucks. The ticket was a great deal. Wow. I I would go to a movie by myself again. I have no shame in that. Movies are hard for me. Honestly, I'm the kind of person that falls asleep within five minutes of a movie, <laughs> even if I love it. Yeah. Like, it, it's really concerning, actually, really? at yeah. this point. Like, I don't want It's like watch... a hypnotized thing. Yeah. Like, as soon as you're watching as one As soon thing... as I'm comfortable, in a comfortable <laughs> chair, I will fall asleep. Yeah. So uh, I do want to see Barbie in theaters. Maybe I'll go with my nieces and my mm. sisters and whatnot, but... Hopefully I stay awake. I did buy popcorn. I mentioned that a couple of times. You got to buy movie theater popcorn. The, they don't the do it any reason better. to the go. only reason. Yeah. And yesterday I bought it. I didn't even see a movie. 
I bought popcorn, had it to it's go. It's the best. And I don't know why I went large. Should have went small. Only ate half of it. Like half of it's still at home. So I should have only but gotten it's a small. Still it's good. still good. It's still it's good. It's still good. It's and still you know good. what you should have done? You sh- I always get the ketchup packets. Oh. Tip for wait. The, the seasoning. Oh, the seasoning. I thought you yeah. meant like actual ketchup no, packets. No, <laughs> <laughs> like Just like opening ketchup and squeezing it in. The little uh, seasoning yeah. packet. Okay, ketchup. That's eh? my favorite one, Ooh. yeah. All right, good to know. Um, big plans for the weekend? No. That's nice. Yeah, how about you? That's always nice. Um, I am throwing out the first pitch at the Hamilton oh Cardinals goodness. game tonight. So I have been freaking out about oh. this all day, all week since it's, our boss asked scary. us on Monday. That's scary. Yes. And we're we're hoping and I, I got lucky in the sense that our coworkers are either going to the Barbie movie or going to the Ticats game. <laughs> so they're not going to so watch So nobody's going to watch, as opposed to our friend Adam Atkinson, <laughs> who's throwing out for the Brantford Red Sox. And our boss is like, we have 30 tickets to come <laughs> see Adam throw out the first pitch. So I, I'm not a lot of – I feel the pressure just because I used to play baseball. Yeah. But I've no, been but practicing. No, but at least you used to play baseball. It's been a while, though. It's been like high school is when I like last through an actual like, What's baseball. the worst that can happen you just completely miss? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's on, so I think it's on cable 14. I, I'm i assuming yeah. most Cardinals games are at home. So uh, I'm hoping they don't, like, need to show that. And I'm hoping <laughs> they don't send a camera because, uh, yeah, I, it could be very bad. If it's good, then I'm going to tell everybody yeah. that you missed the best first pitch ever. And we'll never know. And you'll never know. <laughs> you'll never know. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's about it. I'm actually going to keep it a little low-key this weekend. It's my first weekend off where I don't really have anything planned. Like Maybe. last weekend was my first weekend and I had like plans Saturday and yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to doing nothing. This it's weekend. the best. Isn't it though? Mm-hmm. I'm really much looking forward to it. Kelly Patel, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it as always. Thank you. My thanks to Kelly, my thanks to Emily Taylor, and my thanks to Laura Seven and you as well. Uh, we are back next week on a brand new episode of the Trending Now podcast. Join us then from all of us here at CHCH. I'm Louis Butko. Hoping you have a great weekend.